Episode 156. Woo! Should have been episode 169, am I right? Whoa! Uh, right right out of the gate! No time! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guessed it if you heard that. Zach is on the pod tonight. Hello. That's all you could claim from that. Hello, everybody. He's got you doing the voice the whole time. I hope. No, no, I'm not. I returned. Oh. I've returned to this savage podcast of ours. Wow. Ooh. Was that a Hannibal impression, though? It was. I was going for Hannibal. Yep. So that was dead on. Thanks, man. <laughs> master of impersonations, master of ceremonies. You got a very decorative room back there behind you. Master of baiting after watching this episode. Am I right, guys? Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) Boing. (laughs) Boing. Yeah. All I got to say is I was pretty happy I watched this one on 2B TV, not a sponsor, because it gave me a couple two-minute breaks throughout for ads, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, my word. Is this on Tubi? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. That's how I watched it. That's how I watched it. I bought this. Stupid. (laughs) Did you buy the Blu ray? I got the Blu ray. You got the Blu ray. Of course you did. I watched it free on Plex. I thought maybe. And it is on Plex. Similar ad structure, I would assume, though. Yeah. Had uh, several several breaks. I will say the only reason that I did get the Blu ray. Is because an Amazon review stated that this was one of the best transfers that they had ever seen of a uh, like movie to a Blu-ray, and it did look actually really good. I'm not gonna lie. I I would actually tend to agree with Kyle. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? Um, He's probably using those IMAX cameras, right? <laughs> dude, you never know, yeah. man. Right? You think? Shot. I'd see this in IMAX. Kyle, Christopher Nolan ain't filming this movie. <laughs> the production quality of this was shockingly adequate. Yeah. And but they we'll don't even know what we're talking about. We're already like hopping in. They don't even know what we're talking about. There's multiple times I, I was like, how, like, where did they get the money for this? Like, where, where did they get the money for this shot? Like, <laughs> are they legally allowed to be blowing that up here? <laughs> like, are they in someone's well, backyard? I know. And there's definitely clearly one, one of them where I was like, are they going to set a forest on fire by doing that? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> the trees were on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Find out some endangered species of trees. Like, ah, lit it up. Like, oh, great, man. Way to go. Since we last recorded, you know, we had a, we had a rhythm there for a while. And then uh, it's become a little bit more staccato. Uh, a little choppy. Choppy yeah. waters. We missed out on a lot of sub news. I had a lot of people. Oh, my God. A lot of people reaching out to me asking my yeah. take yeah. on things. And What a time to be off the air. We could have been doing live podcasts. We could have been doing not live 24 seven we could have i mean it was relevant because i went back and i was listening to old podcasts and one of them i asked you kyle like would you ever if someone came up to you and offered you a trip down to the titanic or down into the mariana's trench in one of those submarines would you take it and you said yes you would and i said no (laughs) because i i wouldn't do it because i'm uh, afraid and i'm a coward but yeah look who's looking pretty good right now i probably would have whatever i would be 
nationally, internationally recognized, this podcast would explode. Sorry, <laughs> it would not implode. <laughs> it would explode. <laughs> it would be huge because everybody would be like, that guy said he would do it. That guy watches all those movies and he's dead now. Yeah. No, I mean, really? But here would, I am. That would have been crazy. Probably they would have called us up to inter- be interviewed by like the New York Times and stuff like that. Yeah, they'd be like, "What's wrong with that guy?" Because they'd be like, go? "Okay, these two, these two rich people, you know, this explorer, then then a uh, host of a very little known podcast, <laughs> BGSU grad, yeah. Kyle Smith." Yeah, I watched. He's lived in the Midwest his whole life, barely seen the ocean. Be like, "All right, man, get him on there." I watched a video, a little mini documentary of a guy that went on mission three. So this was mission five. That was the catastrophic failure, but mission three. Guy was on the 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 drop ship that was, you know, operating to go down to the Titanic and whatnot, and they didn't go down due to weather and whatnot going on, and some other thing that went wrong with the the submersible at that time. But just him making that video like a couple weeks ago, like I I you know may have dodged you know a very you know ill fate. That video got like four or five million views oh at the God. time that Our I watched podcast. it. Our podcast, Kyle. Why couldn't you have been on that submarine? I know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Would have been my legacy, right? Think about our children. Our legacy. Our could legacy. Could have think, about our, think about our unborn children, Kyle. Think about my born children. <laughs> could have been like, yeah. <laughs> that was my dad. Idiot. Made us, made us tons of money, though. <laughs> hey, that, every one of your kids could get a submarine tattoo in your memory, though. <laughs> like, that would That'd be, be great, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How have we not all gotten submarine tattoos? I don't know. We should. Yes, we should. I don't have any tattoos, so this would be the first one I, that I would get. I would I mean, get t- this in a, in, a, in a second. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. I got nothing to lose anymore. <laughs> that sounds like... No, I... <laughs> Kyle's on sabbatical, guys. I'm on sabbatical, man. Brahma's inspired me. I left my regular paying job to just relax for a while. Figure some stuff out. Following the Brahma model. Following, yeah. Going all in on the Brahma model. Um, He had me send him like ten thousand dollars and he says he's giving me some kind of package on how to follow the brown model but I'm, he keeps I'm gonna asking pay you for out. another ten thousand i'm gonna no i'm gonna pay out i'm gonna pay out twenty thousand dollars that's how it works oh sure and everyone else he get he just got twenty thousand so you guys should give me ten thousand and you'll get twenty thousand next month <laughs> wait do we wow. just we have to rope more people in? pyramid scheme cast how it's gone? yeah, yeah. Well, just, <laughs> we have to get three more people to give us $20,000 each, and then we're rolling, right? Right. I'm not telling nice. you to tell your friends, but, I mean, if you do, they're going to get $20,000 next month if they give me $10,000 this month. All Please right? no listeners send us any money like that. <laughs> I don't want any uh, part of that. I don't think we have the PayPal on. set up anyway. Oh, okay, yeah. Do we? I can't remember. Uh, anyways... Should we get into this? I think so. Yes. Yes, I think we, should. we should. We absolutely should. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. 
Mac E Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. All right, we have been talking about this movie a little bit, alluding to some things, some risque things with this movie. Also lighting trees on fire, crazy, maybe crazy budgets, maybe just cans of Tannerite blowing up, having a good time. Anyways, I had never heard of this director before in my life. Jamie said, hey, Kyle, I watch all kinds of movies. I mean, they may be of the bad variety. What, I, yeah, don't, and, I don't know what to call these, but we can get into that later. Yeah. Um, but anyways, guys. Who wants to take it away? What did we What did we watch here? Zach. Well, we watched the amazing sequel of the film Day, Day of the Warrior. We watched Return to Savage Beach. Yeah. An Andy Sedaris film. Yeah. Related I, to Andy. And I want to say this is the last, not, the last film, right? This 19, is the last one. Yeah, yeah. 1998. 1998. He passed away in the early 2000s, but this was the last film that they did. It was it was his he he they, died March 7th, 2007. Oh yeah. And so but he um he had a total of 12 movies I I believe although I, I don't know I can't it's hard to tell. Two of the movies seem to be listed under his son's name as director and then there are three other movies that don't fall under the purview of like the Sedaris uh grouping. So he had some earlier 70s kind of not so exploitation films. Like they're a little bit more or a little less uh less exploitation than the one we watched today and, and the series of twelve that all fit together is kind of they, they fall into the banner triple B, bullets, bombs, and babes. And they all kind of get grouped together uh with those. This is the last mm -hmm. of, last of the twelve. Last of them. And you guys and, and you guys never saw any of them, but Kyle, you watched now you watched was it Day of the Warrior? I have fully, I have fully watched two. Um, so when you mentioned this one, I did watch the first one. Savage Beach. Savage Beach, which came out in 88 or 89. And then, I, so I watched it because I thought this was going to be a direct sequel. But then I didn't realize there's this entire Andy Sedaris universe yeah. at work here. Until you watch this and like, somebody's like, hey, you were in, we put you in prison. Right. And then like it shows all these clips back. I'm like, what's going on with that? <laughs> I'm like, that's another movie. Yeah, that was so, day, that was Day um, of the Warrior, and uh, yeah, it's like basically like Fast and the Furious. Like I think it's like bad guys becoming good guys, good guys becoming bad guys, and they just kind of keep on building the cast. And this is the ultimate culmination. This is basically Fast Ten or whatever you'd say. This Fast Twelve. I guess this is kind of like the twelfth one, which maybe will end the Fast and Furious franchise as well. This is the Avengers Endgame. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but better, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, anyways, it stars Julie Strain as Willow Black, Rodrigo Obregon as Rodrigo Martinez. I wouldn't. That is like something that if I was ever in a movie, I would want. I'd have to have. Kyle. They'd be like, Kyle, what's your character's name? It's Kyle. All right, because I'm not a pro. You got to call me by my name. <laughs> who I am. Every character. They're like, we don't want that. But name. what like, if you were? I, what if you had? You got tapped for a biopic of Jesus Christ. <laughs> would you still have like, to get that in the contract? <laughs> they're like Kyle. <laughs> it's a nickname. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Call me Kyle. <laughs> People are like what? <laughs> 
Kyle Christ. <laughs> People would see that. Uh, anyway, uh, so it also has Julie K. Smith as Cobra, Shea Marks as Tiger, Marcus Bagwell as Warrior, Christian Lettler as T or J. Tyler Ward, Carrie Westcott as Sophia, Paul Logan as Doc Austin. Does anybody have a favorite then, character? Uh, I will say, but before we get even to favorite characters, there is, you, you know the character Harry the Cat? The guy that kind of comes and goes a little bit? Harry the Cat? Yeah, yeah. Harry the Cat. Yeah. Kevin Eastman? Kevin Eastman. Do you know who Kevin Eastman is? I do not. He is the creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whoa, oh, that's cool. He like, what, is, co- he, is, what it, is he doing in this? So he was married to He's a to co-creator, Julie. right? He, yeah, he's a co-creator. There's two of them. He was married to Julie yeah, Strand. yeah. At the time. Who really? was who was Harry the Cat? Was he the radio station? Yeah, he was a radio station the guy. guy. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. That's really weird. Not going to lie. That's yeah. Fun. Anyway, That's I just guys, it's a super coincidence because me and Patrick, I don't know if you guys know this, but I, we have a website. It's called badmovietwins.com. It's badmovietwins.com. And we just uh, watched uh, The Secret of the Use and uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 on the website. So that's why I was like, wait, wow. Kevin Eastman. People should is check that out. Is that the one out. where they go to um, back in time, like in China or something like that? Uh, it's Japan. Feudal Japan. The Samurai Japan. one? Okay. Yes, it's the Samurai yeah. one. Turtles, r- Turtles in Time thing. Well, Turtles in Time. So it's kind of weird because Turtles in Time is a video game. The, technically, I don't think the movie has that subtitle. Mm-mm. That but, game is uh, amazing. I remember, I remember seeing that The game one. is 10 out of 10. Saw that one in uh, Port Jefferson. No, not Port Jefferson. Uh, what's the? Uh, I'm not. I'm not good with names this weekend. Port Jefferson. The place Zach heading towards uh, the lake. <laughs> Bell Fountain. No, between between Anna and, and the lake. Jackson Center. Yes, <laughs> I love this type of podcast. This is the podcast. This is Actually, fabulous. this is our new podcast. This is the podcast. But the theater, I went and saw it with my dad, and there were bats flying around the whole movie. In the theater? Yeah. When I was a child. Oh my gosh. Are you sure it and it's still there. Thing? The theater is still open, and they still yep. have like one movie. It's like this what, five they... bucks or something? Super cheap. Uh, this is I, when I, they. It's too expensive. This is when they flash but... back to like 89 or whatever, and they're like. Batman's coming out. This is going to be a big one. Here we go. <laughs> Years later, I still can't get rid of the bats. Yeah. Like doves at a wedding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, There's bats flying around in the theater, yeah. and I imagine your dad, you're probably like, hey, what was that? Nothing. We are not leaving. We are watching this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we'd movie. go. I don't understand why we would go there, but it was just the budget option, and like we didn't need to be going to the the budget theater out in the sticks, just filled with bats in the theater. But that was my childhood and adult character, I guess. Yeah, man. Built maybe like a rabies resistant. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. If such Good a thing times. exists, don't don't nobody don't attempt try that. that. Don't try uh, that. <laughs> So right. we're talking. We're talking favorite characters, right? Oh, I have right, to right. throw my. I have to throw mine out there. Um, mine is um, definitely who is this guy? Marcus Bagwell. Yep, warrior. Yeah, warrior. Bu- warrior. So Marcus Bagwell's buff Bagwell wrestler, like yep. oh, yep, nice. former wrestler <laughs> and everything. So it's hilarious that he's in this. It's yep. and it's like that's like his same exact persona of the character is like in the movie, which is. <laughs> 
hysterical. But then, um, you know, this guy's had a real bad rap as of, as of late. And I don't know what I... Do we want to dip into that, or do we want to save that after the review? Well, I was going to say I have I have some trivia, but we can we can dip Is into that because this this guy's been hurting. This guy's been hurting. You, I was going to say yeah, I was going to say he's my favorite character, but I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> you go ahead. You go through that, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to conclude it with the most horrifying fact of them all about okay, the warrior. Okay. I mean, we can just we don't have to jump back too far, but just um like so like back in 2012. I saw um, 14 years to the same day that he suffered a broken neck, he was seriously injured in a car accident um, in 2012. And then that jumped to a lot of back and forth surgeries and shit. But then in 2020, he got in another car accident on pills. And then in 2021, he got in another car accident and was arrested on five charges, speeding hit and run, giving a false name and address to a law, law enforcement officer. Wow. Yeah, and the so most horrifying thing. Just, that was just 20, giving a fake name. That was How 2021. Have fallen. That very yeah. same year, he, he hit such rock bottom that he started a podcast, Rebuilding Buff. <laughs> I don't know if it's still going on. I didn't check. All I'm saying Shut is, I'm not, there. is this is this legit? Please tell That's, me. That is legit. not a Zach fact. That's a Jamie fact right there. <laughs> yes, I mean I don't know. Should I check? I'm going to check real quick in, to see, in see the what episode he's on. Buff Bagwell rebuilding buff. Let me oh just search it. Oh my god! Oh, my god. oh no! <laughs> I'm looking at it right there. Yeah, on Wikipedia. Yeah, in 2021, Bagwell started a podcast, <laughs> Rebuilding Buff. There it is Rebuilding Buff. Let's oh see. My god. Uh, How many Long episodes? Bonus was 2022, uh, so it ended. It seems to have ended in 2022. Buff brings in 2022. Uh, I don't know how many episodes. Uh, it looks like 20, 25 episodes. Sure <sighs> beating him, huh? I mean, he must have. He must have been rebuilt. He must have. I mean, it has ended end. with him built. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was broken, and now he's rebuilt. So, congratulations to uh, to Buff Bagwell. Uh, would we yeah. say that we're more more culturally culturally relevant than than that podcast because we've been yes. going for more years? In, yes, maybe you, podcast wise, it, but if you put, you know, wise, if you yeah. shot our podcast to aliens and his podcast to aliens, I'm voting our podcast. Okay, I think I think the aliens would. Be That's like, a great metric. I love I love this because you just found out. That he even has a podcast. Yeah, and I don't, don't have really to listen to what it's about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't if you're have listening to, to our podcast to. right now, you know more about our podcast than Buff Bagwell's podcast. Yeah, and that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm confident we can take down that motherfucker. Love you, Buff. Interesting. Friend of the show. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, you, you, I, Friend of the show. You, I'm going to separate the art from the artist. He was my favorite character as well. Mine too. One. I was going to say the same yep. thing. He yeah, was my favorite. Mine. Yeah, Mostly because at the time when one of the ladies asked, uh, uh, don't you ever like, you know, look for love or find love or want to find love? And he said, yeah, about three or four times a week. Yeah. Yep. That oh. was my favorite line. Love it. And their sex scene was, I think, the best <laughs> sex scene of them all. We don't have to go I would now. disagree. Oh, really? We'll talk about those later. Okay. Let, let's, yeah. get in, let's get in the, the review. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Actually, I have, a, I have a better one in mind as well. What's my favorite one? Yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. The, <laughs> that was the craziest shit in the world <laughs> I was laughing my ass off at that I, scene oh my god there's so, we have to we have to get I into it I watched this movie yeah. twice 
All right. There's not much to the plot, so we can get into it because there's not much to the plot. It's inter- dude. It's basically it's important here, Jamie. Mm-hmm. It is important because we start seeing like a rocket launch. We're like, what's going yeah. on with that? They make a big deal that there's a satellite going into outer space, and basically all the satellite's going to do is stream information from a sextrologist in Hawaii to these briefcases, which very large satellite dishes inside them for codes. Yep. To all of our agents. I don't know why this had to be a central point. I don't know either. And I also I, I like couldn't it. tell if it, this even, it, I couldn't remember if the beginning, I got, I got such, as I went through, the, the plot became very clear at a certain point. But I couldn't remember if the beginning had anything to do with the rest of the plot. Because like in the end, what we learn is we have agents in, uh, in like LA, agents in Dallas, and then Hawaii. Yep. And basically they're using these satellites to like coordinate and like, let people know what's what to do and there's going to be like a drop or like a so th- th- there's like eight bad guys going to was it dallas the first one guys you're gonna have to help me in this beginning yeah yeah so um it's so funny because like some of the exposition and explanation of things just gets like really into it here so somebody's like staring in the camera they're like these terrorists are smuggling weapons from China through the heart of Mexico into the United States. And they're like, we got to stop them. And they're like, dun, 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 dun. boat chase ensues yeah. with the Vindicator. They make sure to call They're like, the terrorists have the Vindicator. Yeah, and they were like, like, what is that? And apparently this wasn't, wasn't supposed to happen, Just a speedboat right? says Vindicator on it. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. It was like, they seemed, they seemed totally surprised. Like, ah, shit, I got the Vindicator. Like it was supposed to not, they weren't supposed to be able to get it, but then they were able to get it. And they were all like upset about it. Because they left the keys in it. That, like a public dock. That boat chase was the lamest boat chase in the <laughs> I history. I don't know. So the only thing I will say. Anything I've seen. They were on jet, jet skis. skis. They were on jet skis. It was so lame. And that's going to be harder. Dude, that's harder even than got it looks. inside the wake. They like never even got inside the wake. It was no, ridiculous. But they, went to, they went under that bridge. <laughs> All right. They went under that bridge, though. Now, Remember the bridge? Yeah, that bridge. Which, was there like windows or something? And that was a weird shot, right? That looked weird. It was weird. The distance. Because then when they turned out, it was just like, yes. they were like a flat <laughs> lake. And you're like, you know, there's like flat land all around. I'm like, where was that? Exactly. It's but, asking, you're, like the visuals are making you ask questions. It's beautiful. They Very are. good. Cheers. And I think I think something that should be said right here is if you watch a lot of these scenes, right? I don't I think we talked about like where's the budget coming from in some of this? I don't think they're budgeting for stunt people. No. I think they got a lot of these That's people. That's what doing I was saying. They were straight up on all those stuff. And I was saying, I was impressed. I was like, I wouldn't be able to jump on a jet ski and like do all the moves they were doing. It also did seem a little dangerous at times. Like I almost felt like at one point, one of them almost went to the pylon of the bridge. I think that would have been like a real bad scene right there. <laughs> that would not have been good. Yeah. But there's like dirt bike scenes too, where they're like, you know, lay them down real quick. I'm yeah. like, all right. I mean, this is them doing it, yeah. I guess. Whatever. There's the this is how you want to do it, you know. There's You're the gonna one do a movie. adult actress that was riding the ATV. She like ramped up one thing, like high speed, like chasing down yeah. the guy's bike. I'm like, man, <laughs> I, she must have a really good center of gravity in those things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's been anyways. 25 minutes. So anyway, they they, they they end up cornering the people. They blow them up, which is very typical, although not not in the way that becomes the most typical way of blowing them up. In this case, they just shoot the the gas canisters in like the car or whatever, right? Well, Shay Marks uses an explosive right. tipped arrow because go. everything she touched explodes, as she said. Very nice. <laughs> and then they they blow up the Vindicator. Mm-hmm. We're not very happy about that, but they well, that was they a nice looking it. boat. Yeah. It was. Looked great. You know, they just blow it up. Yeah. 
Which this is immediately where you're like, where are they getting the money for this movie, right? That, <laughs> just yep. blow up a boat. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You're like, okay, that's that was like this. What do they just go get a giant can of gas and just dump it in the boat or? Just- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, and then, right after this, we basically cut to Jamie's probably favorite part of the movie, where we have somebody else um, getting. Dr- and so, pretty much any time mm-hmm. that a situation is about to unfold with any of our lethal agents, that's what they're called, um, are like female secret agents going out, kind of like Charlie's Angel yeah, yeah. type the stuff. Legion, I like how the, the, the exposition lady, the the, the sexologist, like explained what lethal stood for she's like yeah. here's like reminding the the girls like what the acronym stands for I remember, like, oh, lethal is a lesion to ensure total harmony and law yeah, so, yeah. that's what it is yeah. okay and um so anyway anytime you're about to see what they're doing like there's a scene of them pretty much getting dressed yeah. and for whatever reason <laughs> yeah reason reason we can't just, really comprehend just adds why to the movie yeah. huh so, anyways, then we see a uh, we see somebody else getting ready to go deliver some pizzas my on roller kid. skates. This is this is my I think my second favorite scene is upcoming because then she goes down and she's heading to Lethal Headquarters. She gets up there and she's basically like, "Oh, hey," to like a security guard, like, "Do you want any pizza?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is not suspicious at all." And then he like takes some pizza and stuff like that, and it's all drugged, so he he ends up getting drugged. And then she goes in, and there's two ladies at the front desk. And one of them is just a young lady, and another one is a, an elderly person. And they give them pizza, and they have a very long scene of them getting served pizza <laughs> and then eating the pizza. This old lady is just like, mm. Mm. thank you. Just and just like, and she's like, what am I watching? <laughs> Why is this happening? But anyways, the point is, is that she knocks out everyone in Lethal. They basically, the whole sting, oh yeah, I guess this is it. All the sting, three of them. Yeah, the sting, the sting that, <laughs> the sting that had been set up, or like the 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 thing that had been set up, uh, was just a, a ruse to get the agents out of the way so that no one was in the office. Then she was able to go in and she is able to copy a disc, uh, that is floppy disc, a floppy disc that floppy. is telling them the way to uh, to Savage Beach. And what they explain is that Savage Beach has some uh, gold and jewels uh, from the Filipina uh, government. Uh, that um, I guess was hidden by the Japanese government during the war or something a long time ago. And it, it basically, the, the disc is going to help you find which uncharted island in the Pacific this, this gold and jewels are, have been buried. So she takes that disc and off she jets. And they hear, the agents hear, oh, the lethal headquarters was hit. They go in and they're like, that's weird. Like, what is the Savage Beach? What are they? They're kind of explaining the plot of a, of the previous film, right, Kyle? Like Savage Beach. They're kind of going through some of the beats. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they pretty much just recap the entire movie there. They even show clips directly from it. Mm-hmm. And then some of it was just so funny because Tyler is talking right and just going on and on and just like staring down. Um, what's her name in that Tiger or something? Yeah. Yep. He's just staring down Tiger. And he's like, and my father gave me this gold medallion, but I took a book that he gave me along with several other personal belongings and put it in a safe house in Dallas, Texas, <laughs> or whatever. And you're just like, what? LA, yeah. Why did you say it like that? Why did you talk about the other personal belongings? <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, they do that. And something was really funny, too, because they're like, wait, that means that the terrorists were set up. Or no, that means we were set yeah. up. He's like, but the terrorists were set up, too, because we took them out so easy. Bang, bang. <laughs> like, wait what who talks like that they do and agents do are we secret agents Kyle you're right we're not so I guess I don't understand it yeah 
we don't, it's just, this is the way of the world and of secret agents and we're just not privy to it. But thankfully we have this movie that let us know <laughs> how secret agents talk. And I've got my notes here. It's so funny because like the transition just makes no sense. Yeah, the transition also, here like, we, is the craziest transition, I believe. Like we, we literally have other agents out in LA, right? And the one, so it, every agent, it's like a couple, right? Yeah. You got the, you got the guy and the girl. And so the guy is like, man, it's so cool that you're an undercover stripper. And she's like, yeah. And I don't know if they ever <laughs> explain it, but then they just cut to this scene. A strip scene, yeah. Of, of just stripping. Yeah. And then she just like walks off and he like takes her out. Like nothing happens yeah. other than that it is just stripper scene. Yeah. And then we also, I mean, in here we get a bunch of other like kind of random scenes because we also get our bad guy, Rodrigo Martinez. He's got his like mask on and, and the agent who delivered the pizza or whatever, you know, she's bringing him the floppy disk. And that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense at that point. Later, I think it, it cuts. And then later they kind of pick up the scene to kind of explain how they need to get the second disc and some of these other things. Yeah. But like it's here, this transition is like super choppy. There's like a bunch of random scenes and they're just saying kind of like one thing. And then they move to the next, Oh, uh, uh, to finally get to the, and people are jetting all over the place too. Like, I think like the people from Dallas go to LA and then back to Dallas or something. Like it's like, Kind of this crazy uh, set of circumstances. They fly into LA. They they end up picking up the um, the disc in the diary or whatever, and then they I think they head back to and Dallas. Then, and that's where that's where the um, bike chase ensues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then they, they basically they need to get the the bad guys need to get the second disc because the second disc is the key to uh, getting everything together and and basically they don't they don't really know yet how to get it but they know it's with this diary and at that point you know they get hijacked or they get they get kind of um surprised and they these people grab the disc from them or the diary from them in this bag and off they jet and this started off i mean this was kind of the the time when you really get a good sense of what sedaris is all about in terms of killing people not only are they exploding arrows but yeah. He he seems to like remote control cars. It's like a it's I guess oh my guess it's a common theme. It's not this is not the only film where an agent uses a remote control car to blow up someone. Cuz so they they basically chase each chase, chase everyone around and I think one of them does use an exploding arrow but the other one uses a uh, a remote control car to uh basically uh explode the person. In a very And I effect. think anybody who's a anybody who's a fan of Call of Duty, right? You know the RCXD <laughs> yep. kill streak. Which is a remote control car with a bomb on it. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we've got multiple RCXD kills in this movie. Yeah, multiple. Um, Not even the only one. I know. It's crazy. It's pretty great. Right? And then so uh, at this point, then they then they were all like together trying to figure out what to do uh, with it. Because they're like, oh yeah, we, they tried to get... You know, they try to get our yeah, thing. They go whatever. to Hawaii. Yeah, they go. They all they all jet off to Hawaii. And there were a bunch. Of, every scene is basically inter, intercut with a sex scene. And at this point, when does when does uh, Warrior come in? Warrior comes in around now too, right? Warrior comes in now. Yeah. yeah. So he flies in, and oh, right, uh, he meets he's, up with he's Black gonna be, Willow. Yeah, he's gonna he's like the agent from France or whatever who's gonna be coming in. And he explains basically he used to be a bad guy in the previous one, so they have to go through this whole explanation. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? You were a bad guy. I stopped you. And he's like, no, don't worry. <laughs> The person I killed wasn't actually an agent of the government. Turned out that was a serial killer. Then I got a commendation for it. And I'm just sitting there being like, I don't think that's how murder works. <laughs> I don't think you could just, I don't even turns out the person you murdered was a bad person. You don't go to jail. 
right? Am I wrong about this? That's that should be how it works, yeah. right? Yeah, it's sure. What I did was egregious, but like, turned out I got he was him, a pretty right? bad guy. Yeah, because <laughs> they sold the show. That's, such, got him. that's yeah. such a bonkers concept. I would love you could, honest to God, make a really interesting movie. <gasps> with that concept in mind like yeah. you really because then you could be like people would be intentionally trying to make other people look like bad guys dead you could see you could get really creative with it yeah but, but what about this Zach? what about like a, a serial killer but he only kills serial killers what about that one what like dexter what do you what what they've already oh. made this <laughs> what my million dollar idea what i'm gonna do I've staked all my money in my serial killer serial killer movie um so anyways where were we uh they all are collecting now warrior's the best he's like the best character by far he's like so bulky it's incredible they even comment on how bulky he is sometimes so like you're like huge he's like yeah i am and then um dude that, that line was so weird though right when they first meet up i didn't like maybe it went over my head but um she's like what did you cut your hair or no you look different he's like yeah i cut my hair he like touched he's like close to the wood yeah it's like what does that mean what does it mean kyle I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, is he implying that he like cut off all his pubes too? No, I think it's just like like trimming trees, right? Close to the wood. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh, so no. now we have I, everyone paired up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so Willow Willow is now paired up with the warrior, and we have the other two couples as well. We got that they're all grouped together and, and they they're basically saying, okay, okay, we gotta Oh, and they, they figure out that what the disc is all about. They end up seeing in the diary that, that a second disc has been enclosed there. They put it together. They know where Savage Beach is. And they say, okay, we got we to gotta get there. We got to get there fast because the bad guy's going to be coming. And the bad guy, even at the same time, is like, ah, it's too bad we don't have it. We still need to get it. They're going to be so surprised when they get there because we're going to get there too. And we're, we're going to have like a big old battle. And the person's like, yeah. And so then they're like, okay, we got to fly over there. And one of the guys seems to not be into the water like or, or being in the water or something like because like then the two women are yeah. like no, no no we have to be the ones who pilot the plane because we're lighter you're you guys are too bulky to be in the plane and one of the guys seems like nervous about being on the boat and the other guy says to this one guy like don't worry i'm your partner in water sports like anytime or something and i was like what the f this phrasing is so weird why are they saying these things the phrasing, the so secret I, I'm going to throw guys. out, so something I made a note about that I really wanted us to discuss, we'll just use it now, because that's a, that's pretty much what it encompasses, is the phrasing. Like, how, how intentional is the phrasing in this movie versus it's just god-awful and it just happens to flow, like, in some ridiculous manner like <laughs> I think it does? It's, I think it's, it's got to be somewhat intentional, although I, I wonder if it became more intentional over time. Because the, what makes me think that, and I wouldn't have said it until I saw the end of the movie, but the end of the movie here makes me think that that uh, Sidaris was starting to to kind of know what he was up to and not just be, like, you know, fooling around, like that there was no. a, pr a purpose to some of the stuff that they were doing. And we'll get to the end, but like the end is very I clearly mean, maybe. like a joke and they make a joke about it. But some of, some of it is just so... Well, there's a lot of explanation. There's like bizarre. far too much. There's far too much explanation at certain points as they kind of like, you know, whatever. And then, and then they'll go from like a long explanation scene and then into straight into like a ludicrous sex scene. Cause even before they head off now, they're, now they're heading off to Savage Beach, right? The two women fly off the two guys, they, they're heading off to their boat, but 
you know, they get high, they, they, get, they get jumped and the, the disc is stolen, stolen away. And one of the guys is like kidnapped as well. And we'll, we'll find out why it's the guy who had the medallion around his neck hint. Uh, but I the other guy, they don't kill, they don't kill the other guy. They're like, Oh, let that person tell them what happened here today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> All right, fine. I'm not sure why, but okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> I, I feel like they exist kind of at like two poles deliberately, like you, you're alluding to. Like there's all this exposition yeah. that then allows them to just be like, here's an excuse to have it just a scene with just a bunch of tits. Yeah, yeah. And because like in the middle of this, <laughs> Willow and, and Warrior, they're like, basically it's like, oh, we, we this is really urgent. We have to get to Savage Beach. And Willow is like, hey, Warrior, come with me. And Warrior goes on and goes like, hey, do you ever wish you like met a, a girl? And he's like, uh, three or four times a week, Ayo. And then they just have a sex scene. And it was basically the best sex scene, I think. Right, guys? Everyone agrees? Warrior best? I do not agree. Oh, okay. I do not agree. Well, we'll get to it the, at the end. I, for me, for me, well, that one, the one that I'm talking about happened much earlier. Oh, what was that on, one? Which one was theirs? That is the one between um, Rodrigo and the pizza delivery <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> agent. Where they're literally they're just dancing, right? right? He's behind her. They got their hands interlocked, and they're all clothed, and they're dancing. And then it just cuts, and she takes her clothes <laughs> And then they're doing the same thing, just dancing. See, that's my vote. Oh, she's, that's she's my vote. topless. Yes. This, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I can't even, like, I was what I described doesn't even, it doesn't sound real. <laughs> Yeah, this From, is this so soft core. It's great. It's just like was that your favorite you, one as well, or did you have a different vote for your favorite? No, I, that was my favorite too. Okay, I got a different one, so <laughs> I'll, I'll save so it because it comes. It, mine comes at the very end, just for just for context, <laughs> just and where it comes comes from out of nowhere. It's like pretty great. But anyways. They're, they're, everyone's heading off to Savage Beach. The the other people have the disc. They head off into finally our submarine scene. The way they're going to get to Savage Beach is by going in a submarine. They use uh, the Atlantis uh, Four, I believe it was, uh, which Kyle will talk about. I'm not going to step all over mm-hmm. his his uh, subs worldwide here, but uh, it's a uh, Hawaiian uh, submarine, and that's not a joke. It is actually a Hawaiian submarine, and they uh, climb into it. And off they go. And later on, they say, oh, great idea. They're so smart because we can't track anything underwater. Uh, and so basically, they have this big satellite, but they can't see anything underwater. So the submarine's able to get out to Savage Beach. No big deal. Um, everyone kind of like gets together at the same point. Uh, the two the two women are there and they, they kind of like find the treasure. Like, oh, we found the treasure. Oh, this is really hard. We can't do this ourselves. We'll have to wait for backup. Uh, in the meantime, why don't we go for a swim? And they have kind of like a not a sex scene, I guess. They just kind of swim naked together. I'm not, I wouldn't call it a sex scene, uh, but it's a sexy scene. Yeah, it's a sexy scene. Yeah, that's that's about it. I don't know why, because like they've been doing all kinds of other stuff, like no issues. And it's so funny because when the other members of the team finally arrive and they're showing it, I mean, it's like what two, two inches, inches yeah. under the dirt, that's like nothing. I'm like, come on, guys! And they find it and they brush it off and they go, "Great, we have this." Then all of a sudden, the the bad guys show up and they're a few ninjas. The, the secret agent that we saw before and then uh, whatever. And this was a really funny scene because then, you know, he basically is all tied up, the one guy with the medallion. And he's like, click. And he like steps on a branch purposefully so everyone knows that he's there. Then he just starts kicking the shit out of people. And the way he's like moving around, I was like, whoa, this is like so funny looking. Because <laughs> he's just like basically tied up, but he's like having to like swing his feet all around, kicking these I ninjas. Know, man. And it only gets funnier because then he's kicking all these ninjas and the ninjas are like, oh man, he's like really good with his, you know, feet. He's really like kicking really good. And so they just turn around and guns and i'm like i've never i don't think i've ever seen a ninja like in a movie pull out a gun like that 
We're all of a sudden, they're like, whoa, okay. you can't take this guy. I'm so, Gun time. I'm, J- Jamie, I'm so glad you said that because I, I made a note of that exact moment where it's just like, it's the old joke like, oh, you brought a gun to a knife fight, but it's just like, this, these ninjas are kicking ass and he's just like, ah, fuck it, and just gets his gun out. <laughs> it's like, you know. He shoots the guy in the like, chest, the medallion guy in the chest. And then they kind of, they kind of run away at that point. And the other people chase after them. And this is where we get the other, the second uh, remote control explosion. <laughs> Uh, remote, remote control car explosion and the other mm-hmm. arrow uh, explosive arrow uh, kill and they kill the ninjas and they come back and they're about to be like oh, get again they're gonna kill the the secret agent too but she's like no guys I'm Interpol and she shows the badge like I've been working like undercover against uh, Rodrigo Martinez and you gotta help me because the bullet hit his medallion but you know he's still seriously injured and he's like oh I'm so hurt oh that's, it really hurts get me up and then he gets up <laughs> yeah. then he gets up and he's perfectly fine but they open up the thing and there's a bomb in the treasure and they're like oh my god and it's like it's gonna go off in two minutes unless you unless you fit the medallion in there but the medallion's been you know hit by this bullet and then we have literally a two minute scene of them trying to file down, trying to file down this bullet. And it's like, quick, file that down the is one of my favorite scenes we've ever had on this, on this series. And they're like, oh, file it down. And they file it down a little bit and they put it in. It's like, still not working. They file tried it down. like Keep four trying. times. Just this girl filing at this medallion. Like, they had to have known what they were doing. Had to. It was so stupid. It was the dumbest thing. And the voice, there's a voice on the bomb too. It's like There's 30 a seconds. Like, and it's like screaming. 20 seconds. It's like 20 seconds, seconds until the entire world is yeah. blown up. And Th- all there is no, there is absolutely no way you can disarm this any other way. It's like, what is well, happening? I mean, that all things, that are all living things within a two mile. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, again, it's just like, how intentional was that yeah. versus then, how fucking crazy is it? Well, I don't know. Because like in one sense, you'd say, okay, intentional because it's like very funny what they did, right? But then it... The awkwardness of the moment <laughs> after they get the medallion in there, you're like, this can't be real. Because it's like, it, it's almost like the camera kept on rolling and they were waiting for them to say cut. And it's like, oh man, yeah, that was really tough. That was a really tough scene for us. That was really hard. That one was close. Who man. Even right? the voice on the bomb at a final thing is like, you have successfully disarmed the bomb. There was only four seconds remaining. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. And this gets to my... Dude, that's just good programming, yeah. all right? They can that's tell true. you all that stuff. That's... Computer programmer's great, yeah. man. But then this gets to my favorite sex scene, which is essentially two, this is two of the characters. Out of control. Two of the characters go off to the side. And she, they're like, oh, man, this is like, yeah, really great job. Like, really good. Really, like, what are you thinking of? Like, what are you thinking about right now? And he kind of like saying, like, waggling with his eyebrows, kind of being like, what am I thinking? She's like, are you, are you, ha- oh, this, you're right. This is my favorite yeah. scene. And then it's just like, are you having a fantasy? Yeah, are you having a are fantasy? And then they flash to a fantasy of him. Basically, I guess role playing of sorts. He's a robber <laughs> going to try to steal stuff from a cash register, and then she pops up as a police officer behind him and is like, "Stick him up!" And then there's a whole sex scene of them as her being the police officer and him being the robber. And I'm just like, I, I, "What is that?" <laughs> I kept waiting for their sex scene because you knew it was coming yeah, in yeah. some way. You're like, yeah. the, you were gonna see him bang. He, he got oh, cock blocked earlier in the, in the yeah, episode. Yeah. He got cock blocked a few was, times actually. It was. I feel like they were ready so, a few times. 
The transition was phenomenal. Oh, and, my God. And then it cuts back from the fantasy, and she jingles a pair of handcuffs, and yeah. he's like, yep, you know my fantasy. You got it. And I was like, this is out of control. Because oh then you think, the, think this is the end of the movie, right? They beat Martinez or whatever. They, all they have to do is go and arrest him. No. <laughs> we got like 20 minutes left. This isn't even close to finished. Because they get in, and they're going to do a sting operation against Martinez. And they send in the Interpol agent in there. And they're like, okay, we're coming in in 10 minutes if you don't come back. I'm like... Why would you even give them the real jewels? But this is besides the point. They go in. She goes in. She has got the jewels. Martinez is like, basically like, I got a gun. Or basically, she's like, I got a gun. And he like knocks out of her hand, subdues her, puts her in the corner. And then the all the agents come in. And he's like, come in, agents. Then they go in an incredibly long-winded story where- Oh, my word. The, he's just talking about, oh, I was stranded on the island. And, and this was all stuff. Was this shown in the original Savage Beach? So most of the stuff was shown mm-hmm. in the first one, right? Because when he showed up again in this one, I'm like, that guy's like, he died. Like I, that guy got blown up in a boat with a red can that said gas on it. Right. right. Cause that's like all the types of things in this, like big, huge white letters. But then he explains that he didn't actually die. Like he crawled out onto the beach right. and then all that stuff. And then like he repairs a plane, plane, flies back to the Philippine government and like they become best friends and all types of stuff. None of that Are, was in the first Did any, did any of you guys see Ant-Man and Quantumania? No. I did not. Nope. Okay. Well, for those who have, the listeners who have, essentially this scene is uh, a Kang in Quantumania. So Rodrigo Martinez is Kang in Quantumania. He got stranded somewhere with a ship. He's very injured and he's trying to repair it to get back and become an evildoer. So is the MCU ripping off Andy Sedaris? Everyone's ripping off Andy Sedaris. I thought, I thought we've been over this. This Spielberg. is the, the, the original Endgame. Yeah, this is Endgame. Oh, yeah, you're right. Spielberg ripped off Sedaris 100%. Um, Call of Duty ripped this off. Call of Duty ripped it off. Yeah, everyone ripped it off. Yeah. It's crazy. But anyway, also at this time, um, so he gives this huge explanation to all the agents after they bust in because he has knocked out the Interpol agent, got her like tied up somewhere. And so he's trying to be like, all okay. Tiger comes up and is like, hey, could I pour you a glass of champagne? He's like, all right, sure. Takes forever. It takes forever to do this. So she does that, right? And then hands it to him and then leaves, right? And he doesn't care. He's just like, okay, whatever. Just goes out (laughs) back out to the dock, which is nowhere near a building. Like sends a fax off. You're like, there's a fax machine on a boat? And I'm like, I guess this is the 90s. Maybe that's a thing. Who knows? Crazy, right? Yeah. Then she comes back in. And then this is like... Bigger than an M Night Shyamalan twist. twist. You will huge never, twist. you will never see anything like this coming. <laughs> Better than that Scooby Doo stuff. This was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. That's what it was like. Because <laughs> literally, she goes up to him like, "This isn't actually Rodrigo Martinez." <laughs> they have a picture. The, the fingerprint led to a picture. They rip off a mask. They pull off a mask. <laughs> But that quarter second, I know. that quarter second, it's like I stopped and rewound that thing twice to see it because I'm like, this is fucking insane. And then they're like, it's, it's Rodrigo's nephew, nephew. Raul. Like, Raul. Who the hell is Raul? <laughs> he hasn't come up at all. No, man. he's never been, never been mentioned, never been anything. 
And then, of course, so they arrest him. He gets arrested. And then they have a, they keep on going. It doesn't even end here. And then they're all together and they're like celebrating. And then Rodrigo Martinez shows up and he's got a little scar on his face. Sorry. He's got a little scar on his face. Like, where, like, because like one of the things they've revealed is like they reveal the mask and there's nothing underneath. There's no scar or anything underneath. And that's part of what like the reveal is, even though you'd think the mask would be able to have a little scar in it. But like, you know, and that's why I had to wear this little like Phantom of the Opera mask. But now Rodrigo Martinez shows up. He's got a little scar, but he's not ashamed of it. And he shows up and is basically like, hey, what's up? I'm Rodrigo Martinez. I didn't actually die. I'm also still also still a good guy. So the explanation is valid, what I said before, but it was really my nephew. And also, I'm like <laughs> rich now. And also, do you want to come with me? And the Interpol agent's basically like, um, yeah. Because, like, they have obviously had multiple glasses love scenes together, up. whatever. Right? They're, dude, I'm laughing. <laughs> Freaking Raul, man. It gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, I feel like we've met before in another life. She's like, yeah. And they're just like, all right. And then, Jamie, what do they do? What's next? Uh, what do they, they do? The, uh, let's drink to that or whatever. Is that what it's they said? Yeah. Yeah. It's um something. It's, oh my god, I put that in my notes. Yeah, um, I did too. I said we all had to say it at the same time. Well, I'm forgetting yeah. what it was. Well, I'll drink to that. Well, well I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> yep. And they do that all together. <laughs> so basically, crazy man, crazy. Yeah. And they even say it. This is <laughs> like, this is what I'm saying. Like, they knew a little bit of what they were doing because one of the characters in this last scene says like, "How many endings is this movie, is this movie gonna have? Or how many how many endings yeah, oh my god. gonna have?" Yeah. Well, that's so. that's the theme song. It has its own theme it song. It has its own theme song. That's so funny because which ending does the story have? <laughs> Dude, I was sitting there and I was just like, it sounds I was like at first I was like, oh my god, the lyrics. Are, oh my god, like this is an actual song. Yeah, it's <laughs> Bond esque. Yes, yes. Yeah, actually, the, the people who did the, did the the music on this did the music for a lot of his films. Something to Lil Lil. Something to Lil Lil. Wild yeah. man, he made a bunch of original songs for this guy. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's Lethal Ladies Return to Savage Beach. Bow, bow, bow. Crazy, unreal. Should we do some ratings, or do we want to do? Dude, did you, does anyone have something that comes before ratings? I can't remember. It's ratings Just, time. It's ratings. ratings time. Yeah, it's so ratings. Jump Let's get in. into it. I'm gonna go second. I think just to mix it up, you know. I'll go third. That, that's where you always go, Jamie. What? Third. All right, and the captain Ooh. brings up the rear, then that leaves me. All right. Um, I got to say, guys, I was shockingly and wildly entertained by this film. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I, I don't think I've ever watched like a softcore porno before. So this now, is, is that go ahead. Is that what this is considered? So, I, I, would, I, have I no would say idea. so. This is a late this is a late night late night movie in in the vein of something like bear wench project or something like that right so so i gotta jump in here real quick and since sure. like this exact topic because this was an exact conversation i was watching this with ashlyn and she was just like zach this is a porno and i'm like no it's not i'm like they have there has not been sex yet but then when we had like the first bang and then the second bang and the third bang and i was like okay now that's porn like this is pornographic soft yes but this would be like Skinamax. Skinamax type stuff. Skinamax. Really? Yeah. But this is like, I feel like there's stuff on Netflix or whatever now, like maybe considered the stuff now 
that is more graphic than this. Sure. I mean, you're thinking something almost like 50 shades or something like that, or like a 365 series or whatever those things are. I don't know what any of that you're talking about is. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say the after series because after series is very tame. It's very tasteful. But uh, the other ones mm. are, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think you're correct in that nowadays there are movies that are on these streaming services that are much more, I guess you'd say more explicit. This is almost like silly in its sex scenes. The sex scenes are kind of silly. Yeah, and I mean, it was mainly just topless. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really show we, anything below the waist. And even, even the not, ass, like you saw, like when it was like an ass, it was like a thong. Like it was, like, right. it was, it was tr- truly just fake tits. Like No dong. No dong. No dong either. But that's Skinamax. That that's Skinamax. So like Bear Wench, you know, yeah. all those ones that like kind of the parodies that would show up on Skinamax. This is definitely what this was. This was kind of like 90s exploitation, quote unquote, films that would air on a late night cable, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was enjoying just how they were finding ways to get tits involved in the show. Like it would, sometimes they just lead the start the scene, like just pop to a new scene and be a girl just like putting on her clothes and just like tits, just like filling up the whole screen. Yeah, it does. It does. And then just immediately covering them up and everything. It does make you wonder again, just about like the purpose, purposefulness of it, because it, it does seem like the sex scenes became like increasingly, um, tangential or outside of the plot like by the end it's just a fantasy it's like what, yeah. are, you th- what are you thinking about and then just like a sex exactly <laughs> exactly that was the the worst example or of like, it. And or, even but, but, even but leading even warrior, up to but it even like, the warrior one where they're supposed to, they're in yeah. the middle of a dire situation in the middle and of a they're mission. talking and like, they, they, well, they develop their plan like warrior follow me for a moment yeah, i'm like on. what is is this gonna <laughs> wait i i'm, I'm my spidey senses are tingling. Is this going to be another sex scene? Not sure the enough, only thing was. tingling, am I, I guess. It was like so like sterile, though. Like just it was yeah. just like the tits and everything. Like it wasn't like a sexual like watch. Obviously, for me, it was just like hilarious. Just like how they're going to get the tits on screen. I thought a really funny one too. You you sort of mentioned it, but when they were like waiting for everyone to arrive to do the dig to like where they think they're going to be able to find the treasure and everything, the two girls are there and they're like, "Well, it sounds like we got a few moments." care to go for a swim yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and they go for a swim and it's them swimming i'm like there's no there's no reason for these two girls to show their tits right now how are they gonna do it and it just they just did (laughs) they just started taking their their swimsuits off as they're swimming and it's just like there's no reason for this (laughs) that was i'm glad you brought that up too brahm yeah ridiculous um because then they just show back on the beach yeah and then they go back to the beach they got there skin tight white shirt on with the 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 titty hard ons going on and everything just the, just the whole movie just tits 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 it was so funny and just so pure in that regard they don't say they don't call it <laughs> bullets bombs and babes for nothing it was it was just really funny um and it, it was an entertaining ride uh there was some unfortunate you know r- racism with japanese <laughs> going on here they had the flashback to World War II Japan and everything. It's like, oh, this is not the place for this. <laughs> and they had the guy that was doing the stereotypical, oh, no, 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 doing all that, like just really <laughs> over the top. I'm like, mm, there, there's a time and place for, for for all of this, and it's really not in a, in a softcore porno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, you remember that scene where they introduced that guy, Fu? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's doing the 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 famous voice. And they got attacked by Kabuki ninjas. Yeah. We never saw them again. No. <laughs> we never saw them at all until that point. Yeah, no, they had different, they had the different types of ninjas throughout the, the movie. Yeah. We had like the Kabuki ninjas. We had like the contemporary kind of like all dressed in black ninjas. Yeah. And now it's also uh, those guys seen, with the face paint yeah. are on the back cover of the Blu-ray case. Regardless, Could, we'll get to my rating here. Yeah. You got something, Zach? No, 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 I'll keep, I'll save it. Uh, just, there was so much to, to take in with this film. I was shocked. Again, they were, they were doing their own stunts and everything. Just so, they were committed to the craft. It was fun. It was fun. I'm going to give it a five. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, bro. I don't, I don't blame you. I, like I do it. not blame you. I like I'm it. coming yeah. in second. Yeah. Extremely entertained by this. You know, I even was thinking like, you know, okay, it's three and a half classic steel shark rating right that's the steel shark rating that we're doing but come on what does steel shark have it had a lucky coin sure it's fun it's got something going for it but it's not this i mean this is like entertainment this is pure unadulterated (laughs) and adulterated entertainment so like i'm into it entertainment and i'm coming in i was thinking the same thing i was like maybe i'll just go up to four no i'm going full on five with prom i'm with you five let's go so are we, this is if we were in person, we could just grab Predator high that five big handshake. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm jumping in here for number trace. Uh, I'm hyped just talking to you guys about this. It's definitely throughout, <laughs> ta- you know, hearing you guys laugh, hearing you guys joke about it, us kind of going around in circles like this, hearing the recap, you know, it, it, t- talking through the highlights and the ridiculous parts of this film is growing my appreciation for it more. So I can tell you right now, I was going to like trash this movie thinking like, this is like a literally (laughs) 1.5. I would like burn it and shit on it before watching it. And, um, but damn, that was actually kind of a fun ride. Now that we're talking through it and everything. I mean, really those ridiculous parts are hysterical. And the goddamn the twist at the end with the mask is, I really did not see that coming. So I really lost it. Because how could you see that coming? You would never see that coming at all. And in that way, it did something that no other movies really ever has. I mean, it's true. I mean, it really motherfucking blindsided me like that. Like, that was insane. Um, I think we hit on everything through the recap and through our general uh, banter about the stuff that jumped out to me. Um, I guess what I really wanted to sh- uh, bring up to Ben specifically too was like, did you get the same Lethal Weapon Five vibes that I did? Like hardcore. I didn't. I didn't think of that. No, not at all. And now oh that you mention God. it, it's like so obvious to me. That is exactly. Oh my what this God, is. Frank's character <laughs> with like the slow, like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he is totally Rodrigo. And he, yeah, he's Rodrigo, and he's like lushing yeah. up, and he's moving slow around, and it's all <laughs> awkward. Like I, I could not stop thinking about it's always sunny with Lethal Weapon Five. Huge. I, wow. I would. God, I wonder if I'm sure the, they've probably on. seen these movies. They've probably joke about these movies. I thought it was funny at the end when like the big fight scenes going on and the two chicks, you know, with the big tits and they, hmm. uh, both of them, like at separate times, literally blow up 
human beings like they blow up the guys and yeah. they just go <laughs> yeah and they just like just like i agree completely just like <laughs> and keep going and i'm just like oh my god i'm like she just literally blew up a human being and a human like, being was blown up in front of her and she's like hell yeah job well like, done nothing at all about it i'm like oh my god i mean obviously it was ridiculous but damn it keeps getting there <laughs> uh, they kept finding ways you know to one-up themselves so, um, yeah, well, well, I'll drink to that. That was the last note I put in my phone. Well, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Cracked me up. So I guess yeah, I'm going to just jump. I'm just going to tag team it with all you boys. Triple. It's a three-way. Five. I'm giving it a five. Woo. I'll do it a five. I got I to say two things before Kyle gets in here. Jamie, yeah. you gave 1941 a five as well, and I feel like... That movie is trash. I would watch this a hundred times before I'd watch 1941. You, you could watch this a hundred times in the time it would take you to watch 1941. <laughs> That's true. The time it took me to watch. Right. I will say, and I, th- I want to say, oh, go, you, you do the second thing first. I was going to say one the thing. The other thing was the, the sextrology thing. I forgot. We uh, There was a part where she's uh, she made a call to the, to the one team that was like, uh, she's like, you're a Pisces and, and he's a Virgo. I need you guys to fuck right now or things are going to get in a very dangerous predicament. <laughs> and so they had to leave to go fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, that Dude, was it's it. Wild. And then before Kyle goes, <laughs> I do want to mention, because everyone seems to be having such a grand time here, that, you know, a lot of people know that actually the first film in this whole series, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, as kind of the cult uh, film that kind of started. It's the one you hear about the most. Most of the other ones in this series you don't hear about too much, including this one in Savage Beach. But Hard Ticket to Hawaii, what's best known about it is a particular death. And you'll know the death if you watch the movie. But if you want to see a uh, very humorous kill scene, uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii would be one to uh, one to watch. Dude, I might have to check that out then. Because yeah. uh, I think from what I saw, most of these, probably all these Sedaris films are on Plex. Yeah. Um, if you have Plex. But all right, I'll hop in here. I had very low expectations for this movie, like many of you guys, and like, holy shit, what was happening in here? Literally, I mean, when we talk about the ending when they pull that face off, and it's his nephew, Raul. It's just like, dude, where is this coming from? Nothing, nothing alluded to that at all. Um. Like, like we're supposed to know who that even is, right? Like they say it like that's somebody you know. You're like, oh, okay. And it happens in such a way where it's like you could put that happening in any other movie ever. Like the guy could just be like, it's not me. I would love that in literally anything, right? Can you imagine Lord of the Rings if like they're going to throw the thing and then Samwise pulls his face off? Oh, you've been sore on old holy shit. Um, anyways, whatever. Um, the explosions were great. I know we talked about that. I don't know where that stuff's coming from, where they're getting the money to do this. I mean, sure, they're not blowing up Rolls Royces or anything, but they're blowing up all kinds of cars. Looks like setting the um, Hawaiian jungle on fire, but um, what? I don't know. Blew up a boat. Anytime they blew up a body, though, I loved it because it reminded me of this video I made in college where um, I stuffed these jeans in like a sweater full of like pillows and stuff and like hit it with a car and like you'd see this body like fly, right? But there's no head or anything in it. So it's like, that's exactly what this is like. Absolutely incredible. Um, 
the some of the explanations to me were just so funny with how you'd be like that person's reading like they are reading off of something right now they're not remembering that at all yeah his diction was crazy (laughs) (laughs) it was nuts so intense i know everything everything was so intense um (laughs) i don't know man crazy movie and like i said i did buy this because the person said that the transfer looked amazing and so i did get to watch this upscaled to 4k on oled i was like this looks really good shockingly good and god i really wanted to come in and give it like a seven but i think like that seems really high um (laughs) (laughs) what's one of what's i've watched it i've watched it twice all right it took like i couldn't 1941 to me was terrible. You know, it took me like a lifetime to watch. <clears throat> I've watched this movie twice so far. I mean, Kyle, it sounds like you're talking yourself up higher. <laughs> Seven might be yeah, too high. I know, man. I know. It's, you're it's... right, man. Is this the is this the best one ever? I don't know. The crazy scenes. Another thing that was crazy to me, right, is when the pizza delivery lady went in, she knocked everybody out, and then like took a really long time just to show you that like she was putting this dart into a gun, right? Mm-hmm took an extremely amount long amount of time and then when she left the security guard woke up and she just shot him in the neck like, <laughs> Immediately. If she didn't do if she didn't <laughs> pretty much if she would have taken all that time to put the dart in that dude wouldn't even woke up she would have been gone i left that too kyle that was i, I, I thought the like, same thing i'm like well, uh, I, th- I figured she was saving that for something more important than the guard <laughs> Like that's it. It was just a minute and a half for a four second payoff. <laughs> Kyle, did you ever post? Did you ever post the uh, scene? I haven't okay. yet. I'll get yeah. that. Do that for average. I'll get that online. It's the se- yeah. sexiest scene in the whole movie. So, and dude, I gotta say, like, I also back to our earlier conversation. I uh, was working on how to like blur images and stuff because I was trying to get the trailer so I could post this to our social media. Um, so it can be avail like viewed, right? I don't want to post like Porn. just porno. Yeah. So I was looking how to blur images and all that stuff, and I was working on that. And I sent that to my sister, and she's like, "Is this a is this a porno?" <laughs> it's like I don't know. No, no but one, I guess based yeah, on these conversations, <laughs> it is yeah. funny how the reaction is. Like, no, wait, yeah. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I was like, yeah, if I have to stop and think about it, probably is. But um, anyways. Whatever, man. This is just a fun, ridiculous movie. And like it literally made me watch other ones of his. And I'll say Savage Beach is better than this one. Yeah, I think it but, I like, think it kind of ridicu- goes. I think it kind of goes. Oh, you did you think it's more ridiculous or No, I said the ridiculousness ah. of this right, one right. makes it just really fun. I think it I think it kind of goes like that. Like Hard Ticket to Hawaii has this one thing in it that made it like a cult. Uh, an object of fascination in some ways. Yeah. But like, I, I, th- I think it, it's much more serious in its tone in terms of wanting to like forward a plot or whatever. And by the time you get to this one, like I don't remember it being so many interludes of like people just randomly figuring out whatever way they can to get, you know, half naked. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm getting dressed. Any of that, like yeah. Brown mentioned, you know, just any, any in all ways to get it going. But anyways... This is a fun movie. I don't know. It's insane. It's a six and a half. There we go. Ooh, it's one of our highest rated probably. Oh, there it is. Be. Brom, you're going to have to do uh, some kind of re recap of all our ratings at some point and find out where this one ranks. 
I can work on that. Do it. Um, all right. <laughs> and then, uh, Zach, do you have... Um, Stop whatever you're doing and do that do right it. now. <laughs> all right. I'm do on. <laughs> Zach, do you, do you have a, a love, it or, love it or hate it? Sure, yeah. Hell yeah. Do it. Do all it. right. Do let's it. Zach, love do it. it, hate it, Kyle. Yes. I love it. What do we want first, boys? I want uh, love it first. Really? Uh, Whoa! Ooh! Hate Ooh it. Anybody got a lucky coin to flip? Ka- no, you're the, no, 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 you're, you're, the you're right. Vote, Kyle. Hate it. Hate it. Hate I it. am. No, no, you're right. Hate it. He's right. We want to. change your vote, Jamie. Change my vote. The momentum up high. Okay. So what do you? So what's the answer? Hate it first. Start with hate it. Hate it. Okay. Let me pull it up over here in my main screen. <clears throat> All right. This hate it review comes to us from angry underscore Santa, <laughs> January eleventh, two thousand and twenty one. Well, no wonder he's angry. Wow, it's so recent. far from Christmas. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So many twists during the movie. Dot dot dot. One moment you think the script is the worst. Next minute you think the acting's the worst. No. After that, you think the directing's the worst. You'll be on the edge of your seat trying to figure out which aspect of this production should take the worst aspect award. 13-year-old fans of Silicone Mamas should be suitably impressed and entertained, but even they'll likely be too mature for this dialogue and storyline and this creation, which seems to have been aimed at 8-year-olds. What about 36-year-olds? Do yourself a favor, go watch the original Thunderbirds marionette series. At least their acting will be far less wooden than what you'll find here. One out of ten. You think this person listens to the podcast, Jamie? Why? Talking about acting being wooden. Wooden? Wooden. I don't know. I think that's more You've said that before. Thing. I think that's a marionette thing. Yeah, I think so. And I don't agree with that assessment of what they were talking about. Yeah, you jumped in before I finished reading his review. I couldn't, you I disrespected Angry Santa. You I disrespected Angry Santa. I couldn't Santa. help myself because it's like, <laughs> what, what, what? We're supposed to be just like stodgy grownups chomping on my cigar and, and looking at the Wall Street Journal? What is that? Is that how I'm supposed to live my life all of a sudden? Yeah. And it's so funny. What is this made for eight-year-olds? Can you imagine you got an eight-year-old? Like, hey, you got to watch this. <laughs> what I think you're going to jail if you do that. <laughs> what eight-year-old? Not like, allowed. What Train them young. Like, if I walked into a house and like a couple eight-year-olds were watching this, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what, a third grader? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah All right, let's jump Good to a lot Lord. Of- the eight-year-old's in, like, fifth grade, and a girl asked him if he's ever fallen in love with a girl before, and he's like, three or four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do my project on my favorite movie that my daddy lets me watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love it. We've got... This one's from Knuckle Clown. <laughs> this is oh, from... <laughs> Um, actually, it's it's good. Now we're on the other end of the spectrum, you know, not just because it's love it. This is from Captain Ahab 
January 12th, 1999. Whoa. Right on. Where is this from? This is IMDb. This is IMDb. Wow. Captain Ahab, January 12th, 1999. Wrestling, women, and wackiness. Not only does this movie have some really attractive women, Mm. such as Julie Strain, but it also has the amazing Marcus Bagwell, also known as Buff the Stuff Bagwell. He portrays a former wrestler turned crime lord who kills his enemies in a wrestling ring. Lots of cheesy run-liners, bad special effects, silly gunfights, wrestling, and of course, nudity and sex. This movie is a joy to watch. 10 out of 10. I don't disagree. There you go, man. I got a <laughs> quick update too. This is the 63rd highest ranking, tied, tied for the 63rd Ooh, highest ranked there it is. film. There it is. Almost 69. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. Almost. Wow. All right. Should I get a get a little trivia? Do it. All right. Uh, I'm just gonna do one trivia. I'm gonna keep this very, very quick. So, one trivia. Marcus Bagwell, aka Warrior has stated that he found Paul Logan, a.k.a. Doc Austin, to have the nicest physique he's seen since the narcissist Lex Luger. That's your trivia right there. That's all you need to know, really. Interesting. That's it. And then um, I'm going to do a little Phantom Zone. I almost forgot to do it. So hit that theme song. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. And uh, yeah, I almost forgot to do it. I was like sitting here and I was like, oh man, what do I got to prepare for this? I was like, oh shit, I don't know who connects to our beloved Ed Harris in this movie. What am I going to do? But then I looked, the aforementioned Paul Logan, uh, he was in, uh, what was it called? So it was uh, one of the Asylum movies, Piranha. Oh yeah, here we go. Mega Piranha. So he was in Mega Piranha. Uh, Mega Piranha also uh, uh, had... Um, Matt L- Lagan in it as a submarine captain. And Matt Lagan, my God, this man works <coughs> and he works as a submarine captain a lot. Because he was not only in 2010, uh, one of our favorite movies of all time, he was in Mega Shark yeah. versus Mecha Shark as Admiral Engenberg. Uh, he was in, uh, what was the other one I saw? Oh, he was in Titanic 2 as Commander Gray. Uh, he was in Mega Piranha as submarine captain uh, Jim as a, as a Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. He was destroyer captain. Um, he was in Lorelei as a submarine captain. So that's a, that's a way back one, Lorelei. The Lorelei movie we watched? I believe so. Yeah. Let me click on it real quick. Just wow. double check that Which one. Which of yeah, the Pacific? Yeah, yeah. Drama set during World War II, where a submarine carrying a secret weapon attempts to stop a planned third atomic bombing at Japan based on Haratushi's Fukuzunama Sushin Lorelei, Lorelei, 2005. Yeah. He was on that as a submarine captain. You said a bunch of words I don't even understand. I was just reading the thing. It's just a bunch of words I can't pronounce. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So. <laughs> Anyways. That that's very once once we're at all these ones, Laura, like, oh, yeah, oh, it's no big deal. We can just get straight to Ed Harris, uh, uh, no problem. And really, I didn't have to do that because it's actually a little known fact. But Ed Harris, uh, he directs under multiple uh, pen names, and one of them is Andy Sedaris. That would be unreal. He didn't he didn't actually die. He just retired the name in two thousand five or whatever. Mm. whatever. I'm gonna say something. What's that, guys? I am not finding an Andy Sedaris podcast whoa <laughs> just saying i see what you're saying <laughs> just saying yeah might need to right. do a season of sedaris <laughs> that's the name 
Yeah, right there. A season, season of, of Sedaris. <laughs> is this the is this the bridge episode? <laughs> we're just like, all right, we're done with that for a while. Now on to Sedaris. Do you think, yeah, we, do you think Amy Sedaris would co-host with us? Oh my, oh God. my word! Just do it. That's got to be wild, right? Like something I don't even think we mentioned. Right? Is Andy Sedaris? His wife is a producer on these. And then his son also works with him on these as well, on this particular it's family business. Well. Yeah. Still, Which still is, is just like wild. It still right? is, I think. I mean, that's why all these things are available and stuff like that. You know, they own, they completely own the rights to the movies, the family. And so. Sure. They pedal them out. I say, I say we, we, we think about a season of Sedaris. There's potential. Yeah. I think there, I think there was. I think you're movies. right. Yeah, I mean, for us, like a season, that's that's like a micro season. Yeah, and that, that would what, take us like three or four years. <laughs> yeah, it fills hey. a gap. fills a gap. Yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at it. Uh, Under Siege. You guys remember that one, of course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was only 20 episodes ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? Uh, Are you with... That was 20 episodes? Yeah, 136. Wow, we've been struggling, I'm struggling mightily. Yeah, but the, but maybe this well, is now a, that maybe I'm it's back, a Sidaris revolution. Yeah, a renaissance. I'm in my basement now, and my wife said, "I don't know if this is supposed to be derogatory or not." She said, "I'm a basement person," just means I like hanging out down here, I guess. But Zach's looking at me like, "What's that supposed to mean?" No, I, I mean, well, know. I don't get like I don't. Yeah, I, I don't get the uh, like. Was she making fun of you? Like, I don't... What? I don't know. Like, I like chilling in the basement better, you know? It's cooler down here. It's quiet. We got my office all set up. It's like my dog. Ready to podcast all the time. Like Sprinkles. Sprinkles likes being in the basement because it's cooler. And also, like, loud noises. Doesn't like those. So, it's pretty much the same, I think. Sprinkles is unemployed. I am now as well. So, there we go. You don't like fireworks (laughs) and thunderstorms. They scare me, right? Right. Where, what are we All at? Right. What are we at? What are we at? I think. Yeah, you? I think so. I think so. I, think it's you, I, finished, Kyle. I finished my part. Yeah, you I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even have to talk about Ed Harris and how he pulled his dick out and blah blah blah. All that <laughs> stuff I used to do. <laughs> but he did. No, he didn't. Oh, but you did. Yeah, he did. he did. But not on this. Not in this movie. Because he was the director. He was in the directing chair. So it was just always out. He just went bottomless the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> bottomless. Everybody else is topless. He's like, I'm going bottomless. I'm going bottomless for this one, guys. So, you, so they know that he's not sexualizing this. They can look at him. They can double check. Be like, oh, yeah, no, he's flaccid. No, he seems this is not exploitation. Everything's on the up and up over here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not on the up and up. But you yeah, know what I'm, I'm on the down and down. <laughs> It's so funny because I got a text the other week from my dad, right? He's like, oh, I listened to the last couple episodes. He's like, they've been really good because you guys haven't been talking about that type of stuff. I was like, it's going to be a little hard with this episode, will be, man. Yeah. That's just- His dad's a pastor, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Woo. All right. It's time. It's it's sub 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 world world wide 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 
So as Jamie mentioned earlier in the podcast, our Interpol agent Sophia needed to utilize a submarine and return to Savage. Needed. I'm going to put quotes on that. Didn't really need to. Um, it's kind of funny because you look at those submarines, right? They said they can't detect it by satellite. I think maybe that can go. They go. They're not even like 150. Feet I think it's 100 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, I think you can see, I, guess, I think you can literally the, see it in the, through the water. <laughs> like just, oh yeah. Just I'm pretty it. sure yeah. you couldn't be like, what is, there it is. I, th- I see a sub that's a big thing moving. Um, a lot of people in reviews and comments or whatever accused Andy Sedaris of wanting to basically be on Hawaiian vacations when he's filming these things. Right. So, people, so did, so did, uh, Adam Sandler. Did they, did anyone arrest know, him? Right. I don't think so. No. So Andy Steris arrested for filming Hawaii. Um, so anyways, he also utilized Hawaiian submarines from the company Atlantis Submarines. Now, I know probably submarine tourism is going to take a hit, I would imagine, um, for this summer. So maybe we could get some really good discount tickets. <laughs> but I, as far as I know, don't – I mean – I haven't looked a whole heck of a lot. I don't think there have been incidents on Atlanta submarines. Maybe there have been. Um, another thing that was kind of funny to me about the name Atlanta submarines was they're in the Pacific Ocean. The city of Atlantis, if anywhere, is rumored to be over in like the Mediterranean, <laughs> right? I know. I'm just like, there's too many layers going on right now. This is not. Yeah, I know. If it exists, right? But whatever, man. Um, It's fun to dream. So you can go onto Atlantis (laughs) Submarine's website and get a video tour. It looks really awesome. Actually, what we saw in the movie is basically what happens. They take you in a boat out in the middle of the ocean. There's a submarine out there. You walk out on the bridge, boom, and you go off. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, Oh, shoot. Let me see. I had all the prices pulled up, at least I thought, Jamie. But now I might have screwed this up. So you said this was the, this was the Maui undersea adventure. Yeah, this was the Maui one because they mentioned they mentioned specifically. Oh, this guy guy runs in. The creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles runs into the screen and says, "Oh, they just stole. They they, they hijacked or stole the the Maui um, submarine from the dock." And so, you know, it's, oh, okay. and then on the website, it said the Maui one is the flagship. So it was like the original. I think it was, even though this was number four, I guess, Atlantis four, it said the Maui one was the, uh, the flagship, uh, submarine. Okay. And you can go on this submarine. If you are an adult, tickets are $148 children, um, three feet tall, up to 12 years old cost $66. Oh, come on. A 40, I know, man. Free. Bullshit. Right, get the, get these kids excited about it. Uh, it's a forty-eight passenger submarine. It. You know what? That's our new thing. We now subsidize kids' yeah. tickets to these submarines and to any other right. submarines they want to go on if they find one. So that could be our fundraiser. Tax write-off for us. Yeah, it's a donation. It's it's uh, what do we call it? Subs worldwide. That's actually that's yeah. now the charity name. That there we go. That'd be great. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I work for subs worldwide. Or, or it could be like, you know, you know that charity cars for kids? <laughs> right in the right in the wake of a huge catastrophe involving a submersible. <laughs> 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 
recent news. We're trying to put more Garner kids some on interest in submarines from your kids. Yeah, we'll send them on submarines. Oh my god, it's a good idea. Oh my, I think we nailed it this time. Yeah, this is good. Uh, <laughs> so you can, we can send them a hundred uh, feet below. Uh, check out all kinds of Hawaiian. That's not bad stuff going on, man. So it's just it's great, you know. Check in. You got to check in forty five minutes prior to your time. How long is it? Why Did you get any, I don't did you get any length? I don't care about the other oh, stuff. Gosh. I don't care about the beam. I don't care yeah, about the I know. whatever. I, know. I just want to know length, please. And how many horses are the pulling length it? of the sub? Yeah. And how many horses are pulling it from know. land with a rope? It does not. It does not say here. Never mind. It's rough. I know. Terrible. How how are the kids going to get excited until you, unless you tell them? Yeah, I know. I got to do a little bit better. Um, oh, total duration will be an hour, 45 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, this has been a little lackluster subs worldwide, but I think something really good came yeah. out of it with the charity tonight. Yeah. So if, subs, if anything. Subs for kids. Yeah. Subs for kids. Do, 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 do. Subs for kids. Subs for kids. So it's for you really and song. me and kids. There we go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Oh, oh, hold on. I do have I do I forgot. I forgot. Before before I turn it over to Brahm. There are some <laughs> there are some good Google questions and answers with Atlanta submarines. And <clears throat> so this one, it says, what <laughs> kind of in the wake of what happened? But this is way before. Um, what is the contingency plan if something goes wrong with the sub underwater? Yes, things can happen. No matter what anyone thinks. That's what they said. <clears throat> Donnie W. chimed in. Atlantis Submarines has a fantastic contingency plan, including making peace with your God, <laughs> familiarizing patrons with the seven stages of accepting your inevitable death, and a 10% discount for surviving family members. <laughs> and somehow that only has nine thumbs up on Google. <laughs> so get out there and upvote Donnie W. All right. Deserve something for that. Donnie Wahlberg. Holy smokes, you think it is? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Classic. All right, that's all I got. Nice. That's that was all good. I got. That was good. Brom, you got anything? Hit me with it. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. And I got my fingers crossed because I'm hoping that you did something. Did you do a place for mom? I, I actually uh, looked up a place for mom. Is it doing any more lists? Is it doing lists? It didn't make it. <laughs> like, the, the best that I could get out of a place for mom, they had a blog about GPS devices to, to protect your loved ones, your elderly loved ones. I'm like, that could tie in a little bit with uh, the submersible, the Ocean Gate submersible that went down. Probably for the best. It's probably for the best. And I'm like, eh, that's probably in bad taste. Yeah. 
It's probably for the best because if you had a place for mom, this one and a half hour episode would stretch to two and a half hours at least. <laughs> so I'd be going no, nuts. Like what would it, a place for mom's nineties playmates or something? Oh, like that's a, God, <laughs> don't that'd be amazing even if that tease me. Come on. That would be amazing. <laughs> Instead, we've gone to Marie Claire, the magazine. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, editorial uh, writer here, Mahira Boner, uh, with her top five <laughs> best software. It's <laughs> probably Bonner. All right, but I, 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 no, like, I like to. I like whatever you me, got going me, on. Hear, Mahira Boner, the top five best softcore pornos that you can get your hands on. So nice. if you enjoyed this one that we watched tonight, here are five others you could dive into, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the quick synopsis as Mahira sh- shared with us here. At the end of it, I want you guys to tell me which one you would tune into next. All right. She even provided a link. If you look up this list, you can follow a link to. Uh, watch the respective soft cores. Uh, but here we go. Number five, the first turn on. If you're looking for some soft core sexiness with a little more camp and humor, we had plenty of that tonight, I must say. Then give 1983's The First Turn On a go. The movie focuses on a group of campers and their obligatory counselor chaperone who find themselves stuck in a cave after a landslide and decide to pass the time sharing of their first times, mm. as you are wont to do. It's like a, pen, like a penthouse type thing. Penthouse letters or something Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, and I have this crazy scenario, but they're all like clearly lies. All right. Yeah. And they're all getting bothered and hot while trapped Wait, inside of a They're not getting cave. hot and bothered. Yeah. They're getting bothered and hot. Bothered and hot. That's how I've always said it. Oh wow. Number four, a perfect ending featuring mainstream talent like Morgan Fairchild and John Hurd. A perfect ending is one of those movies Wait. that yeah. Is isn't John Hurd, Napoleon Dynamite? No, it's Hater. John Hater, yeah. John Hater. A perfect ending is one of those movies. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine Napoleon Dynamite as the male lead. (laughs) A perfect ending is one of those movies that checks the boxes for both sexy AF softcore porn and actual movie with story and plot. Mm. The movie follows Rebecca, a housewife in an unhappy and unfulfilling marriage, who confides in two lesbian friends that she's never experienced an orgasm. At their suggestion, she enlists the help of a high-priced escort named Paris, who helps her discover and take control of her sexuality. Sounds pretty hot. I'm intrigued. (laughs) <laughs> I'm have to put my Number glasses three. on for that one. Yeah, <laughs> I could. I can imagine. Number three, The Angels of Sex, a steamy Spanish language film about gorgeous students who have a bunch of steamy sex with each other, and in the process, learn some things about love and growing up too. We love a good coming of age <laughs> softcore porn. I don't like. Uh, I don't like to read subtitles. What? I'm joking. I love reading subtitles, <laughs> but not in my softcore pornography. I mean, they're just going to be groaning and grunting for half the movie, so. <laughs> the parentheses. <laughs> Guttural sounds. Guttural sounds. Squelches. Oh. <laughs> uh, number two, Animal Instincts. Oh. The plot of this movie involves a cop that wants to spice up his marriage by filming his wife in various sexual encounters with other people. There's more. I thought you were going to say animals. No. There's more plot that happens 
when this eventually gets them into trouble with a mobster. Ah, that classic tale. But let's be honest, with sex scenes this hot, you won't be watching it for the plot. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have looked up, I actually it was like, wait, I've heard of this before, and I started typing into my phone in Google, and it already was a search in my phone. <laughs> You've searched this 18 times in the past <laughs> 365 days. No, I look, I look up a lot of, me, me and my brother, Patrick, we look up a lot of the um, uh, New York Times. He does like this whole project where he's like using a computer program to parse the New York Times uh, TV listings from like the nineties and you know, basically he's a, he scrapes it and then, you know, pulls out all the movies that are listed in the, in the TV listings. And so we, when we find interesting ones that we've never heard of, often we're looking at them and one instincts was one of those. There you go. This one's pretty famous too. I think might've popped up in your, uh, Google search history there. Embrace of the vampire mm-hmm. starring somewhat amazingly a young Alyssa Milano as what else a college co-ed. This campy softcore classic has the perfect mix of silliness and sexiness. It's like if Twilight actually, you know, went all the way. <laughs> I think I believe Twi- Twilight does go all the way. Just the same. She has a baby. And it's mm, half vampire. That's true. Okay. How do you think that baby came about? Dude, I've never... Have you, I haven't ever seen those movies. Me neither. Never will. Any of them? Never. I haven't seen them. And you'll never you never watch any of them? You'll never read the books? No. You're never going to read the books. Right. Jamie. <laughs> You're never going to listen to them as an audiobook on a long car oh. ride? Would I want to? Maybe your children Are would. they good? Maybe your children would oh, want maybe. to. And then all of a sudden maybe. you're doing it and you said never. And guess what? You're going to have to backtrack on that. You're right. Dude, I can't say never because I also said I'd never have a minivan. Now we got a minivan. There we go. Yeah, we could always have a season of the podcast too that requires us to watch Twilight. Like mm. like the like a werewolf season or something like that. Might be it might be out for that season. Wasn't there like a famous like baseball game or something? There was. Yeah, yeah. They had a big old baseball game in the middle of the first movie and it all went with the, it was uh, the mov- music with it was Muse because the author thanked Muse in like the the recognition or the whatever acknowledgments of her original oh, book. Oh my goodness. Because I guess she listened to yeah, Muse that, while she like wrote the book. Yeah, that came up in uh, Black Mirror this this new season that just dropped too. What, Muse? Uh, but yeah, that song mm. for a werewolf episode. Uh Top five, though, that was the top five best softcore pornos, if you guys are in the market. Again, coming from Marie Claire's Me Hear a Boner. Yeah, so I'm definitely in on Animal Instinct. It's got Jan Michael Vincent, who was in the original Mechanic, and that sounds like it's a pretty high class on if it's got such a movie star in it. Jan Michael. I know you've said that name many times. Jan Michael I'm pulling Vincent. him up here. <laughs> Take a look at his face. There he is, oh, the handsome MFR. He is handsome. <laughs> Look at those cheekbones. Yeah. I think you sold me on that one as well, Jamie. That's JMV. it for me, though. That guy's dead, Jamie. He is. He did, he did pass away. I believe he was an alcoholic. <laughs> Ooh. Although, don't take me at my word for it, but. Ooh. Great. We're going to get sued for slander. I didn't say I was sure. And I'm also not saying it's like a, Ooh. like a, I'm not sl- it's not a slanderous thing I'm saying. Oh, gotcha. 
All right. What are we? Uh, let's see. I think that's Zach, it. I think, I think, we, I think us, we don't have man. anything more, right? Bang, bang. Pop, 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 man. Do, 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 do. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down, Zach Facts. How many? What's the over under? Ooh, over under 3.5. Under. Going under for sure. Over. He liked this. Yeah, I He's think He's excited so too. I'm about going it. over 3.5. I'm, I'm going against probably... myself too. I usually go over because it's always the best way to go. I bet he crowdsourced some some Zach facts with some Ash facts. <laughs> <gasps> let's see. Let's hear him. Do we good? Okay. Yeah. I'm over. <clears throat> okay. Zach facts. Fact number one. The opening sequence, if we remember, which um, which actress was the the one in the opening sequence in the purple bikini? Julie Strain. Julie Strain. Yes, that that opening sequence required over twenty reshoots. Believe it or not, <laughs> twenty reshoots just because her bikini was constantly going too far up inside of her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't even doubt it, man. <laughs> All right, fact number two. Uh, this is a quick fact for you. Just uh, all actors were completely natural, and there were no enhancements at all in this film. <laughs> all right, let's uh, told to, you, Brom. Told you everything was real. Uh, let's go to I, fact I never number three. You on it. Fact number three. Who was the um? Who was the uh, the blonde girl that was? like sniping the three people in the building which actress was that which character was that like cobra That's sophia sophia the interpol agent yes the interpol agent mm. yes yes sophia yeah so, so carrie westcott carrie westcott yeah yeah so she had to do she had to um she, you believe it or not she you, did you see her kind of spin moves on the rollerblades when she was doing that mm -hmm. little spin moves that yeah that took her nine months to learn to do those she had to take intense <laughs> rollerblading classes after her um, local stripping, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! And fact number four. This is where we see. Oh, there we go, yep. Jamie. And fact number four. Um, who who was <laughs> Kyle? Who's Ralu? Who, who's Ralu? Raul? <laughs> what actor was that? <laughs> Do they have that? Even, the actor who played Raul, um, this guy, uh, the director made him wear this mask on 24-7 for months in preparation for this um, three-second scene. He um, said it was the hardest three months of his life. <laughs> He's a method actor, man. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's all the facts. That's four facts for you. Oh, God. Raul. His name was Raul. Was it, was it Raul or Carlos? Okay. I thought Kyle was saying Raul the whole time. Because there's, there's someone, there's someone listed as Carlos. <laughs> Is it Carlos? 
<laughs> he was so confident I was Raul. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, <laughs> we're doing great over here on submersion. <laughs> we are not imploding at all. Well, guys, it's been a longest episode in history for the best movie we've ever done. And I think we can all agree. Kyle, should we all say it together? The final the final line. Do you guys do you guys know the final line? Let me pull up my line. Let me pull it up. Text me. Oh. I'll yes, I yes. do know. Yep. All right. And and we'll all drink drinks. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 